Hello, podcast world. Happy Monday. It is the week before Easter. I can't even believe how quickly this year is going by. And yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with that. But happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Uncharted Podcast. And thanks for joining in today. If you are new here, the Uncharted Podcast is a place where women can sit down, get together, and take an hour or so out of their week to really celebrate and get to know the many different life paths that we as women take on our journey and how we start to define success. Normally, I spend each Monday sitting down with a new woman in my life whom I've met on my travels or through different business ventures or sometimes just walking through the park, and I ask her about what's going on in her life, what she's working towards, what goals she has for the future, where she's came from, and really what she thought her life would look like and what it looks like now. This week, however, I thought we'd do a little bit of a shorter episode and just sit down you and me. When I started this podcast journey, I really wanted it to be an authentic look into where women were on their path. So not when they had figured it all out, but how they were feeling kind of in the middle of it. And while I love talking to women who are kind of in the middle of their own journeys, I think it's important to recognize that our journey really never ends. And so for myself, I'm also very much on this journey of figuring out life, figuring out what I want it to look like, where I want to go next, and whether I'm in the right path now. And since I'm always asking other women to speak about their life and be honest for the sole purpose that someone else might be able to raise their hand and say me too, I thought I would share a little bit about my current story, what the past year has felt like, and where I'm at right now. And as you listen to this and you think about your own story, there's one kind of lesson that right now I'm really taking out of my own life, and it's the seasons we have to go through, the seasons we have to trudge through that we might not necessarily want to go through or even know that we need to go through. But when you make it out on the other side or you kind of start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, it all starts to make sense. And that's really where I am right now. And so I'm so excited to give you guys a little insight into what it's been like to get me to this point. So let's get started. All right, so like any good story or any good lesson, I feel like it's only fair to give a little bit of background. If you listen to the very first episode, episode zero of the Uncharted podcast, you will know that a few years ago, I was living in New York City, a city that I had worked my entire life to move to and get a job there and achieve this big dream. And then while I was there, Though I loved it, something was a little bit missing. I couldn't really tell what it was or what I didn't like about it. And if you asked me in the moment, I would have told you I loved New York City. There was nothing I didn't like about it. But I also really wanted a change. So just shy of two years ago, I made the decision to leave New York for a bit with, at the time, full intentions of returning back to it. 
and instead go off and travel the world. Unlike other people who make the decision to sometimes go backpacking for a year or a certain amount of time, that wasn't really my style. I was a bit too nervous to leave my job, so I did my job and still traveled the world. Every month, I would move to a new city and a new country with 60 complete strangers and see if I could make this work from anything or anywhere lifestyle work. To be honest, I wasn't even sure it would last that long, but I was up for a challenge. Somewhere along this journey, probably about six months in, I felt like my entire world had totally flipped on a dime. Not only was I in all these really cool countries, another dream that I had always imagined, but I was with people that I had never been exposed to before. When you work in a corporate environment, no matter what industry you're in, you tend to find yourself sitting next to the same sorts of people every day. So if you are in a data job, you sit next to people who are very analytical, who uh, take pride in their Excel sheets, or love thinking through strategies and complex problems. Maybe you're in marketing and branding, and you think a lot more about people and customers and how to tell a story or how to produce these amazing graphics or videos. Or maybe you're an engineer and you're always thinking of building something. Whatever field you might be in on, if you really think about it, you're probably sitting next to people who think very similarly to you or at least do a job that's very similarly to you. And so that's kind of the lifestyle that I was in day in and day out until I went on this trip. And any day I could be sitting next to a lawyer on one side of me, a a web developer in front of me, a customer service representative diagonally across from me who spoke four to five languages and every phone call she would pick up in a new language, to a marketing professional to my left, And who knows who would sit on the other corner. And every day is this rotation of new people, new ideas, new lifestyles. And also, while I was doing this, I was sitting next to a lot of freelancers. So a lot of people who were taking their trade, what they were really, really good at, and they had kind of made their own career. So historically, I always thought that people who are freelancers, I think I've mentioned this on another episode, I had this misconception that if you were a freelancer, you couldn't actually get a job. And that's just the word that you used to sound cool. And you probably lived at home and made no money. Um, I just had no idea that there was this whole gig economy out in the world until I was exposed to it. So like I said, about six months in, I was kind of transformed by this whole lifestyle and really started to romanticize it. Like I, I really wanted to be a part of it, but I had this job back in New York City. At the same time, I didn't feel super connected to the job anymore. I was still working crazy hours, which was leading to me missing out on a lot of activities on the road and building this relationship with my cohort. So I was constantly torn. So fast forward a bit more to almost a year ago this weekend, and I was sitting in Argentina in a chair about to do the unthinkable. So when I went on this trip, I had committed to come back to this company for a whole year later, go back to New York, take my job, move back into a new apartment, and pretty much resume life as I thought I was going to. 
But again, throughout this whole journey, something wasn't clicking. Um, I just, I had changed. I wasn't who I was anymore. And I couldn't go back to that life that I had left. So there I was sitting in this chair in Argentina without really any plan. And I resigned, kind of. I had wrote the letter. I had the meeting. I sat FaceTiming, crying with my mentor who had taught me so much over the year. And I just said, I don't know what I'm doing next, but I have to leave. And I gave a date of when my last date was going to be. As life would have it, and like I said in the beginning with seasons, there is a time and a season for everything. In that moment, I was so prepared, or I thought in my head, to leave my job. And this is something that actually a whole, I mean, a number of people in my life don't actually realize that I did resign from my job, that I was so ready to walk away. I thought um, I would consult on the side. I have a number of consulting projects that I love, and I kind of saw this opportunity to build it up and make it more income uh, full time. I thought I was going to go to Denver for a bit. I thought I'd go to Denver for the winter. I thought maybe I'd go home for a bit and then maybe go back on the road. You know, I had all these ideas, but I wasn't really sure what it was going to look like. You may also know from listening to these podcasts that I'm very religious. I really, really believe that God will guide you to the decisions and the life experiences that you are meant to have in your life while also having free will to make the choice that you need to make. So when I resigned, I was like, I'm going to resign. And I have, you know, four months of financial cushion. And, you know, I'm pretty scrappy and resourceful and I'll just figure it out. Well, as luck or probably not luck at all would have it, when I resigned, um, there was a large initiative and restructure going on in the company and a bunch of opportunities opened up. And the individuals that I worked for, knowing me really, really well, and knowing the experience that I wanted to go after, they said, listen, we obviously don't want to lose you. At the same time, we want you to be happy, and we know you're not super fulfilled by this role right now. So there's this amazing opportunity to go off and take a new role, which would allow you to do something totally different, get all this experience that you could take with you when you do ultimately decide to leave the company, and it'll be a big change for you. And so they're saying all this, and it sounds really interesting, until they look me in the face or in the eye over FaceTime and say, but you'll have to move to Tampa, Florida. Now, let's just let that simmer for a second. I had just left three months in Asia. Before that, I had been in Africa. I had been in Europe for four months. I had flown like uh, over 100,000 miles over the past couple months. I'd lived in New York City. I'd spent time in D.C. and Chicago. And at that exact moment, I was sitting in Argentina and they were offering Tampa, Florida. I would be lying if at first I laughed. Then I said, absolutely not. And before the third time that I rejected it, I actually (laughs) judged people who might even choose to live in Tampa, Florida, because to me, it just seemed so small and so, this sounds awful, but so insignificant than the life that I had been living and what I wanted. At the same time, and many of you I'm sure will hopefully relate to this, I still was feeling burnt out. So I left New York City burnt out. 
I went on this trip where for the first couple months I felt invigorated and I felt that many days on the trip, but when you're constantly packing up your suitcase and you're constantly moving to somewhere new and trying to learn a new language and a new culture and new time zones and new ways to use the washer machine, you are exhausted at all times. And I had been telling several people that I needed a break, that I wanted to be in a place where I could come and go, but also set down roots and... Somehow, through all this praying, the opportunity of Tampa, Florida presented itself. So why am I even telling you all of this? You're probably wondering because if you've listened before, you know that I did ultimately choose Tampa, Florida. It is where I am now, though my 16-year-old self would never believe this is where I would have ended up for the time being. And I think the reason why I want you all to know that is because Sometimes we make life decisions and we have these huge gut feelings that it's the right thing for us and then something else immediately after comes in our path and gives us the opportunity to choose. I'm telling you this in a pure state of vulnerability because when you face those life decisions, you're left with two choices, right? You can continue to go down the path that you just set yourself up for, which probably took a ton of bravery to do, or you can go the other path, which also requires bravery, also comes with just as much uncertainty, but potentially could be the path that other people want you to take, or it might look safer or more pragmatic or whatever. So I'll be honest. In choosing Tampa, ultimately, I grew very, very excited. I had this gut feeling, you know when someone offers you something and you don't really want to do it, but as soon as they say it, you're like, oh, I already know I'm going to do this. Like, I already know it. That's kind of how I felt about Tampa. I felt like there was some reason that I needed to be here. I had no idea why. When I told people why I was making the choice, I often said, like, I actually don't really know, but there's something in my gut that's telling me to do it. So I went with it. I got really, really excited. But truth be told, there was a little bit in me that did it because it was pragmatic. It was the opportunity for me to take a hold of new experiences, get some experience in business that I was hoping to get outside of the company um, in a little bit of a safer way. So going off on my own would have been taking a ton of risk, both financially, emotionally, and probably mentally. This new role offered me a similar opportunity, but without investing my own capital. Like It was a little bit of a safer place to do it. So I'm telling you that honestly, because there are many days when or after I made that decision where I kind of felt guilty or not that brave, where I was like, maybe I'm doing something that I'm just doing it because it's safer. Here's the reality, though. There was nothing safe about the decision I ultimately made. I still packed up my bag. I still moved to a city that I knew a few people, but not many, certainly no one I was really close with, and took on a job where, frankly, I had no idea what I was doing. I suddenly had people who were reporting me who had 20 plus years of experience, knew the industry and their role inside and out, 
um, who, you know, were good at their jobs. And here comes this 20 something year old in to lead a team that she has no experience in. And she's going to try to, in some way, gain their um, faith and commitment and, you know, work together in this new role. So what happened over the next eight months was a little bit of a crazy story. I think sometimes in the like personal development world or just like, I don't know, today in general, you get a lot of these motivational speakers who are like, go after your dreams, like go do the hard things. As soon as you do it, like making the first step, that that's the scariest part. And then it gets so much easier or do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And even though I'm part of that industry, I also think that's a load of baloney because <laughs> what happens is when you, when you make the decision to go after what you want, that's not really the hard part. The hard part is the first moment after you go after what you want where you're slammed by a bus or a wall or some sort of obstacle that you never foresaw. So when I took this role, I knew, like I knew there were going to be people who were reported to me who had way more experience. I knew that I was going into a scenario where the team morale wasn't super great. I knew there was a ton of change that needed to happen. I knew I was going to be in a city where I didn't know anyone. Like these were all things I knew, all these unknowns. What I did not know was what would happen in the next eight months. Um, I didn't know that constantly I would feel like I made a mistake. Like I would wonder if I wasn't good enough, if I was kind of an imposter, if I was, you know, constantly questioned. I didn't realize that I would have a lot of struggles assimilating back into the United States. Mine came probably months after anyone else's. I definitely did not know that I would run into medical problems that would put me out of work for about three weeks. So I was hit with all of these things. The reason, again, while I tell you this piece is, like I said, making that first decision, that's not the hard part. The difference between people who are really successful and people who aren't isn't you know, who decided to make the decision to go after their dreams. It's the people who hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock and had to cry through getting their dreams and kept going. I'll give you a really good example of this. Um, A girl that I'm I've recently become friends with over again. I knew her when I was in high school. She was a lot younger than me and now we've reconnected we are doing a workout program together and she is like killing it. She's super committed. She's seen great results. She's just like totally transformed her life. And very much, it was like she made a decision, flipped a switch, and then bam, everything was working out for her. Well, about two months in, she started feeling horrible, like couldn't get out of bed, pure exhaustion, wasn't depressed, but like knew something was wrong. It was pretty bad for about two weeks. And then she went to the doctor and it turns out she has hyperthyroidism that actually, I don't even know if this is possible, but the doctor said was probably caused because of the fact that she went 
from a lifestyle that was so unhealthy for her to very, very drastically into something that was actually so good for her and her body just kind of severely overcompensated for it and hasn't been able to settle out. Now, like I said, there are two types of people who could address this problem. One person could hear that and say, whoop, all right, well, clearly the choice that I made is actually not that great for my body. It's making me exhausted. I'm burnt out. Like I'm having to go through this hard season. So you know what? This is just, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to take it a little bit easier. Use it as an excuse to cut back. The successful person, however, and Alyssa will always dominate in this area, is the person who looks it in the eye, finds it hilarious that doing something good for her body potentially put her in a worse state. Um, And instead, she worked with people to figure out how to get through it and get herself back on track. So she actually used it as a thing to drive through and to learn from it versus setting her backwards. All of this wrapped up and how I'm getting into the season that I am now is when you are in those seasons when you make a decision to go after what you want and then it feels like day after day after day you are challenged or you're left questioning, was this really the right decision? Maybe I messed it all up. It, it, it takes months sometimes. I mean, this has been, I took this job in June officially. It is almost April And I'm not lying when I tell you that it was not until this past week, probably, that I had five consistent days where I felt so on my game, where I was in my groove. I even told some of my friends, I'm like, I feel like I'm back. Like, I got it. It took me, what, eight, nine months to get there. So if you're in that spot right now, if you're trudging through it, if you've made the choice. Maybe you launched a podcast or started a blog or quit your job and went to a new one. Maybe you moved to a new city, whatever it is, and you're experienced the wall, the wall that hits that feels like you can't possibly get over. And that means that you're at a dead end that you need to turn around and go back to the other path. Pause. There is always, always, always a way over the wall. And I promise you, if you have faith, if you keep pushing and you trust that the life and the path that you are on is there to teach you some sort of lesson for the next part of your journey, then I promise you, you will be okay. So if you're listening to this today, if you're feeling this moment of doubt, if you're unsure, if maybe you went uncharted a little too far, keep going. Trust your gut. Trust the path that led you here. If you need to take another turn or another detour, you are allowed to. But like I ask all of my guests at the end of every episode, I want to leave you with one quote to resonate with you for your week. If you think you've blown God's plan for your life, Rest in this. You, my beautiful friend, are not that powerful. Have a great week, guys. Bye.